You're listening to the Tulsa VIP Home Show on Success 105.7. I'm Heather Vest. When I was a new homeowner, my neighbor's roof got partially ripped off. The first thing I thought to do, I must file a claim on my roof. And I later found out that the, that was a mistake. What was the mistake I made? Lacey, Lacey Davenport with Farmers Insurance. Yes. So essentially, the mistake you made is a very common one. Um, what we find in this industry is people are quick to call to file a claim. Mm-hmm. And what they need to do, if they have the access and the right agencies that they deal with, is call their farmer, their insurance agency. Um, when you call your agency, you can discuss the coverage that you have on your policy mm-hmm. with your insurance agent to see if it would be worth filing a claim. Uh, in our case, I actually have some roofers that we work fairly closely with. Okay. And we actually call the roofer, have them contact the client, set up an appointment to come and do a free evaluation of the roof to see if they have been affected by the storm like your neighbor. So it would have been smarter for me to call my agent, have a roofer look at it, and then see if I needed to file a claim. Absolutely. And if you're working with a reputable roofing company, they will know the ins and outs of the industry as well and be very helpful in that situation. How did that potentially affect me that I'm not aware of? So claims history is a big part of insurance policies altogether. Mm -hmm. If you have more than two claims against you, uh, it can be more difficult to find good coverage through an insurance company. Oh, wow. Yes. And the thing about claims, even if they don't pay out, a $0 pay claim stays on your insurance history. Farmers looks at insurance claim history for three years. Several, the majority of the companies look at five to seven years claims history. So that loss that you didn't have uh-huh. but filed could follow you for three to seven years on your claims history. Oh boy, I'm glad I didn't call multiple other times. Yes. Because yeah. what, what would have happened if I, let's just say, you know, because storms hit all the time. Sure. What would have happened if I made, you know, two or three other claims and nothing happened at that point in time? So essentially what you're going to do is make yourself kind of a red flag to your insurance company. You're going to be rated as a higher risk client because it's assumed that you are going to have more risk because your first go-to action is to file a claim instead of seeing if you have a loss that is a fileable claim. So walk me through the claims process. So, sure. um, you know, we, we obviously with a roof, we need to have talk to our agent and have a good relationship with them on that end. But let's say that a tree fell on the roof and we're just like, it's obvious that's a claim. Sure. What would be the process for that? Well, actually, I would still recommend calling your agent and speaking with them, see what they have to say. Just um, really every claim, of course you wanna mitigate your loss, meaning that you wanna make sure you're stopping water from pouring into your house. Putting up tarps, things of that nature, calling a roofing company to start that process for you. Um, you would want to go ahead and make sure that you're t- you talk to your agent, mm-hmm. see what your deductible is. Because if you have somebody come out to right. look at your loss, a roofing company, and they're mm-hmm. like, this is only going to be X amount of dollars to have this repaired and removed, right. and your deductible is more than that, again, you don't have a claim. Because the deductible is the portion of the claim that you pay out of pocket first. Now, are deductibles always in like increments of like 500 or 1,000? Can you do it? I mean, is it standard or possibly, or do people just 
pick a number? What's the... There, there is rhyme and reason to it. Um, oftentimes, you can have a set deductible amount, mm-hmm. um, but mostly in Oklahoma, the minimum deductible you're going to find for a wind and hail loss is 1%. So it is a percentage of your dwelling reconstruction value. Oh, wow. That is not the purchase price of a home. Oh. You can buy a house for quite a bit less than what it would cost if you had a total loss on your home and had to rebuild. So the dwelling reconstruction takes into consideration the escalated value of building materials, which if you guys keep up with market trends, they are right. really high right now. They are. Um, and so the dwelling reconstruction value of a home is the the percentage that's based off of for a percentage on a deductible, or you can have a flat amount. But you do get to have a say in what risk you're willing to assume, which is the deductible. Okay, so we've made our, you know, we've talked to our agent, yes. we found out if we have a claim yet. Yes. Um, and then we go through the process. Is there, I guess, an adjuster involved in that process? There would be. Um, the next step, though, after you talk to your agent, it's going to be to take photos and video of oh. your loss so that you have record of it in, in the, the time frame that it has happened. Um, that way you can definitely have that proof to show your adjuster should mm-hmm. that be needed. Um, the damage itself usually speaks for itself, but if you're taking pictures of the tree limbs in your home, right. uh, it kind of I mean, it, it builds the story, <laughs> if nothing else. <laughs> so you'd want to do that. And then also um, you would want to have a detailed inventory of your, your damaged possessions. Okay. So if, if it did come inside and, and cause damage in your home as a result of leaking from your roof, right. you would want to know kind of the approximate age of the things that have been damaged. You would want to know the initial price that right. you paid and, and the cost to replace it so that you can kind of, it's putting putting your ducks in a row. And it would be outside items too. I mean, like if, if we're oh, saying, yes. let's say this tree, you know, hypothetical tree falls on a swing set, that mm-hmm. would be included too, right? That would be a separate structure. Yeah, it, it can be included in the loss. So, okay. it, and, and that kind of is parts of the the detailed parts of the the process that you would discuss with your adjuster along the way. So yeah, after you've documented your damage, um, major temporary repairs mm-hmm. um, and and got that process started, talk to your agent. They, they can definitely help guide you to the claims department with your insurance company and get that process started. Now, why can't my insurance agent do the claim themselves? Well, in some cases, in a lot of companies, they can actually initiate the initial claim. Mm-hmm. Um, however, they are going to need your recorded statement. You are going to need the information to mm-hmm. contact that representative on, on a very fluid basis for a little bit of time. So it, it is simpler to go directly to the claims department to file that claim mm-hmm. just because you do have to be involved with that process. And the agent wouldn't be handling the process. They may help initiate it or help me guide yes. me at the beginning, but they're not going to be the person handling it. Absolutely. They, uh, as an agent, we want to help facilitate. We want to mediate if mm-hmm. needed mm-hmm. through the process. But the claims adjuster is going to have the answers that you are looking for specifically about items um, that you have questions about. This is great information. Thank you, Lacey. Lacey Davenport with Nishwander. Did I totally butcher that? Nishwander Agency? (laughs) It happens a lot. It is Nishwander. N-E-U-S-C-H-W-A-N-D-E-R. Thank you. Thank you. You're listening to the Tulsa VIP Home Show on Success 105.7.